Hey, this is H1, and we're about to be running it back with another episode. I'm glad that you can be here so that we can talk about chess some more and more and more. And plus, one other thing that I wanted to talk about was my Instagram, which is H1 Chess, and my YouTube, which is Chess Knowledge with H1, and my Facebook, which is Chess Knowledge with H1. Now, the thing that we're going to be going into today is the chess middle game. The middle game. What is the middle game? When does the middle game start? A lot of people are confused on that. I'm not because H1 should know everything. <laughs> nah, nah, I know the majority of stuff. Um, one thing that we're going to be going over is why is the middle game important? And how do you get better in the middle game? So stay tuned because H1 will deliver. And we're about to be running it back. We're about to be running it back with another episode. Okay, I'm going to be seeing you in the next segment. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, we're here with H1, and H1 will be talking about what is the middle game. What is the middle game, H1? Well, the middle game is, in chess, the portion of the game between the opening and the end game. Between those things, we already talked about the opening of chess, but what is the middle game? Well, let me give you some like facts about the middle game. The middle game is full of active pieces. A castled king. It's when the battle between ideas begin. It's when tactics and strategy flares in the middle game. And maybe the rooks are connected. Or maybe not. Now, one thing that you should know is that the goal of the middle game is to overwhelm your opponent to the point of having a winning position which is easier said than done. Anybody can say that even H1, but you have to display this on the board. And guess what? It's not easy. It's hard. It's hard to learn everything. And that's what I'm here for, for the the information that you need. There is so much to learn. And this is going to take more than one episode to explain all these techniques that you need to know. But for now, you're going to be good with this explanation. And I will be going over my overall message of the middle game. And then after this episode, go over pieces of the middle game. Now, let's go over when does the middle game start. As H1, let let me tell you something. As growing up in the hood, I thought that the middle game started when the rooks were connected or when all my pieces were active. But as I got wiser, I started to realize that 
it, it just wasn't true. It just wasn't true. And I know many people teach that the middle game starts when the rucks are connected, but it just isn't true. It just isn't true. Sometimes your opponent begins threatening specific strategic plans before all the pieces are active. And what are you supposed to do? Let me get my pieces developed and let them do whatever they want. No, you don't let them do whatever they want. You got to stop their plans. Even if all your pieces isn't active, even if your rooks isn't connected, you have to stop your opponent's main threats. Because if you don't stop it in the opening, how are <clears throat> if you don't stop it in the opening, how are you gonna be playing a powerful middle game? Now I remember when I was starting out playing chess, and there was a and there was this computer um, profile that only used to use their queen. And I didn't know what to do against this computer because I tried to continue to develop my pieces normally, but I wasn't watching out for my opponent's threats. So, you know what would happen at H1? Well, since I always played white, I went first. And my opponent would always bring their queen out and then start threatening my pawns. And then I would give away my pawns because I wouldn't defend my pawns. And then after some of my pawns were captured, then I started putting my pieces on undefended squares because I realized something. I realized that I needed to get my pieces active, but I just didn't know how to put my pieces on defended squares or squares that wasn't attacked by my opponent. So in my head, I was already at a disadvantage before the middle game even started. Hey, my rooks were connected, but it's useless when you're um, when half of your pieces are lost. So as I got better as a chess player, I learned that if my opponent wants to use one piece, then all I have to do is develop my pieces on safe squares, get my king castle, and then start a perfect attack with four or five pieces before the rooks are connected. Because with four or five pieces, that's more than one piece. So I should be able to win very early on in the game. It should be just straightforward um, a, a straightforward win. Another thing I heard was that sometimes the middle game starts after the 12th move, which isn't true at all. Not at all. You can get all your pieces developed before the 12th move or at the 12th move, but it can happen way later. If you don't think so, then you haven't studied the Rory Lopez yet. <laughs> the Rory Lopez goes down so many moves more than 20 without even trading one single piece. Isn't that crazy? So if you put if you put a concept like that and then you trap yourself behind that concept, then you're basically withholding your creativity possibilities. So, this is what you got to do. You got to be certain to look for critical moments that might even happen at move 17 or at move 7. And you have to be prepared to switch to middle game mode. Here's the deal. Nobody can predict 
when the middle game starts. So I'm going to give you three ways to figure out if the middle game has started. And these are the three questions that I have in my book right now for you to know when the middle game has started. Here we go. Question one. Are all the pieces mostly developed, including are the kings safe? Is your opponent threatening a plan that needs to be stopped? Are you executing a plan to attack or threaten your opponent? Let me say them one more time. Are all the pieces mostly developed, including is your king safe? I didn't think I said that the first time, right? Hey, you you get what I'm trying to say. The second question, is your opponent threatening a plan that needs to be stopped? Third, are you executing a plan to attack or threaten your opponent? If these are yes and you you got an idea uh, on some of these questions, if you can answer these, if any of these are yes, then... The middle game probably have started. And I'm just hope and I just hope. I just hope that you're ready to get the party started. This is the Wayne Room segment. Chess Jokes by H1 And the joke of today is My last chess game went a bit medieval We both went for the castle Thank you for listening It's time to get down to business and I'm going to be talking about why is the middle game important? Why is the middle game important in chess? Can you just study up in the opening and just skip the middle game and then just study up in the end game? Can we just skip the middle game altogether and just like, I don't know, be ourselves and hate the middle game altogether? No, you cannot do that because it's unreasonable. Is illogical. I've explained before in my episode opening principles that usually it's best to have a good opening to be able to battle your opponent in the middle game. So that kind of goes into this middle game that in order for you to have good chances in the end game, you have to play a good middle game. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You have to play a good middle game. There's no option. And I mean a good middle game. A good middle game where you are not lost or you have no losing chances by your opponent because you missed a tactic or you put your piece on a square that is undefended and your opponent took it you know what i mean or you can't be going to the end game down a night how are you gonna go down a night because you gave away your night because uh your opponent is a good player you know here's the thing the middle game is important and if you treat it like trash then the middle game is going to give you trash but if you treat it like treasure then you will get treasure out of the middle game 
okay do you feel me i hope you feel me this is the moment to prove to your opponent that you are a contender this is where all of your tactics and strategy knowledge comes into play because the opening is just for developing your pieces and making sure that you trip your opponent up and blah 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 I already talked about it the middle game is where the real party happens it's where the tactics and strategy and your ideas clash together and then you get to see whose ideas are better and plus in some openings out of the opening out of the variation you form something out of nothing or you form something that you prepared a while back and you display it and maybe it works or it doesn't you get to figure that thing out isn't that just great that the middle game is like that the the middle game makes you see who's better who's better at chess and it doesn't lie to you it doesn't lie to you. Maybe you're better than your opponent 80% of the time in chess. Maybe your opponent is better with black in the middle game because your white openings are trash. You know, the middle game just displays so much, so much creativity. This is this is where the creativity comes in in the middle game. And if you don't got it, then it's not going to work out. It's not going to work out. The middle game determines who has the better ideas and greater determination. I just said that. And lastly, the middle game is for you to find out who will break first. Now, this is one thing that you should keep in mind. It's very important. Uh, let's just we're just going to call this key points. And this is one of the key points I'm going to be given in this season that It only takes a bad set of moves to have a losing position. Let me repeat that. It only takes a bad set of moves to have a losing position. Why don't I say it only takes one bad move to have a losing position? Which can be true in some cases, but not all. From my experience of playing chess continuously online and over the board... I found out that it's not usually the first move that gets you in trouble. It's not usually the first move that gets you in trouble. It's the move after that that gets you in trouble. And then you might have one more chance to get back in the position, but you just screw it up again. And then you're like, oh, crap. Now I'm really losing because I just had to play the bad move, the worst move out of the whole position. And then you're bad. And then you're sad. (laughs) I meant to say sad. Then you're sad because not only could you have won maybe, but you could have got a draw. But in that moment, you was like, I'm already losing. So you broke yourself. You want that feeling to happen to your opponent. You want to break them first. Okay. And the middle game is the best way to do it. Man, so many secrets. The middle game is kind of like Mario. You know how Mario, there's like secret islands, secret worlds, um, secret pathways to get to the to the eighth world. 
and then that's any Mario. Like you can play any Mario, and it's like that. That's exactly how chess is, you know. There, there's a way to beat the world, even maybe beat the world sooner than you think. As you get better, you will find out those techniques and find out how to beat weaker opponents very easily. And weaker opponents can definitely beat weaker opponents with the four-move checkmate very easily. You know, I used to do the scholars mate all the time against my uh, opponents in high school, and they'd be like, oh, you're so cool. Wow, you beat me in four moves. That's cheating. How do you do that? And then I'd just be like, I can't tell you that. It's a secret. Even though I just looked up this set of moves on YouTube, or I just... What was the last time? Yeah, it was on Chess Master. It wasn't on YouTube. Nah, it was on Chess Master first, and then I looked up a video on YouTube to figure out how to get around if my opponent does something else that's against mine. It's it's a whole story, but I remember doing the four-move checkmate to my high school mates, and then it started not getting fun, so... I started playing the full game, but then it wasn't fun because my opponent was just giving away pieces. And I was like, you know what? Forget it. I'm not playing nobody that does not know how to play chess anymore. But then I grew up and started to learn it. A lot of things from different people, no matter if you know how to play chess or not, because that's what adults do. Kids are just so ruthless. I don't know. But let me review what I just explained right quick. First of all, in order for you to have good chances in the end game, you have to play a good middle game. Secondly, the middle game is for you to prove that you are a contender to your opponent. Tactics and strategy knowledge comes into play in the middle game. And lastly, the middle game is is good for you to find out who will break first. Who will mess up? Who will get that blunder? That inaccuracy? Yes, that's what you're feeding into. To find. To win. Like H1. (laughs) Oh, man. This is the waiting room segment. Chess Quotes by H1. And the quote of today is, Play a chess game like your life depends on it. Then you will get more wins. Thank you for listening. So I just wanted to get back to business one more time, if that was okay with you, and just talk about how do you get better in the middle game? How do you get better in the middle game? Well, first of all, Grandmaster Games is the best way to get better in the middle game. Now, I mentioned this in in the openings before, you know, first of all, you learn opening ideas from these Grandmaster Games, and then... You look at those same Grandmaster games and learn the ideas that they have after the opening. You learn the ideas after 
the opening and there are a whole bunch of grandmaster games from openings that you have already played you just need to learn them cycle them in your head and remember them to your own games so that you can play with your own games and once you do that you're on fleek you're gucci you it depends on your determination it depends on what you want to do and if you decide to do this then yeah your knowledge your play would increase rapidly and i don't i'm not talking about just remembering moves memorizing the moves i'm talking about knowing the concrete ideas of these opponents so that you can think about these ideas so that you can be like oh snap i saw this grandmaster his plan revolved around this isolated pawn on the a file and i need to try to attack this isolated pawn on the a file and then after that maybe i can push up my pawn to promote it and learning plans like those instead of just moves it's gonna get you places. It's definitely gonna get you places. Um, another thing that's gonna get you places is checkmate patterns. Do you know all your checkmate patterns? Do you know all of your checkmate patterns? I don't know if you do. If you know all these, then hey, you're doing something right. Back rank checkmate, Morphe's mate smothered mate blackborn's mate there is a whole bunch of mates i think there's specifically 28 i might be wrong so do not don't quote me on that it, don't 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 do that don't quote me on that i should have looked it up before this i know don't don't be like that you know this is the exact same person that invested in dogecoin <laughs> this is not financial advice but yeah, that's a yeah, that's bad. That's bad to invest in. Um, but learning about checkmate patterns will get you places for real. Because when you're attacking your opponent, you want to have all your checkmates in your arsenal. You want to know how to end the game. Have you ever had an experience that? Um, have you ever had an experience like this where you went to a, a chess tournament? And you're attacking your opponent. There you are. You've been attacking your opponent for the last 30 minutes. And you have this beautiful, beautiful position. All your pieces. You got four to five attackers on your opponent. And their king is just lonely with just two pieces defending. But you don't know how to end it. And you actually lose because you didn't know how to end it. But then you go back home, look at the game, and figure out, like, why didn't I win? What what happened? What happened? What's going on? But then you realize something. Oh, snap. I had this checkmate in four moves. It hurts. That's why it's really good for you to know all your checkmate patterns so that when you get into a position your mind 
will flash you all these checkmate patterns and then you'll be like oh snap maybe i can get something like this let's focus on something like this while i'm calculating and maybe that's something like that would do you some good and get you that dub that you wanted now the only the, the other thing that you should be knowing is not only checkmate patterns but tactics learning the basic and advanced tactics for example for basic tactics um learning about forks pins skewers discover their attacks and then for advanced i'm learning about clearance de- decoy desperado which is one of my favorite ones which is one of the main ones that saves lost positions deflection and then many more advanced tactics man so many advanced tactics for you to know Uh, a fun one is the windmill tactic hey I i love doing that um another thing for you to know is strategy patterns too um um, and strategy patterns like taking advantage of protected past pawns, um, knowing good and bad bishops, knowing how to take advantage of chess outposts, and many more. And then learning your temporary advantages and permanent advantages, learning to separate those and to use those to your advantage. Now, another thing in the middle game that you should pretty much learn is calculation 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 and i went over this before but learning the thought presses when figuring out the best move is key to chess it's how you decipher things without having a mentor it's how you decipher things without having that dang chess engine behind your head spitting out moves that you would have never thought of but with this thought process that i talked about many other times before you should be able to figure out the best move of the position. And a few more things, just just giving you some tips, general tips on the middle game. Activity will be key in every phase of the game. Activity, activity, activity will always be important. And that's the only thing I would say always on because... If your pieces aren't active, then you're not going to have chances to use um, use your ideas against your opponent. And if you don't have any ideas because your pieces are inactive, then chess becomes a really hard game to play. You can't do any active combos without more developed pieces. And one last thing that I wanted to put into this that I thought of on the spot was dealing with worse positions, learning what to do in cramped positions or if you're down in exchange or learning how to depend like your life. (laughs) And (laughs) I said that wrong and learning how to play chess like your life depends on it is key, too. And I just want to end it off with this. And this goes with pretty much all sports pretty much um the majority of sports is that good at attacking dang i wanted to get this smoothly but that did not come about right but here we go Uh, h1 got this been talking for a while i gotta drink some water up i'm out of water okay quote of the day Oh, it's not. No, no. This is just a, a an end quote that I would 
like to bring up is that good attacking play wins games, but good defensive play wins championships. So what do you want to do? Win beautiful games or win some championships? It's up to you, but H1, I'd rather win championships, even though my defensive play is kind of trash right now. I have been studying on my new sponsor, Aim Chess. I have been studying how to be more defensive. How to defend losing positions. I have been studying this. So I learn from my losses and I do what I teach. H1 always do what they teach. Okay. Get that straight. Wow, H1. Wow. Man, dude, how are you going to be like this? How are you just going to end it like this? Uh, you didn't give me enough information about the middle game. Bro, you need to go back into it right now. Well, first of all, H1 would like to say I did give you enough information for now. And second of all, I would just like to say that I will be talking more about the middle game. Like, I don't know, the next couple weeks, maybe. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, thank you for all of you who is following me. Thank you for all those who follow and stay notified about the next episode that comes out. This fourth season is going to be dope. I'm excited about the next topics that I'm going to be delivering. And you know what? I love all y'all. I love all H1 loves all y'all. I don't just I don't just say that word out of random. I say it because it means something to me. Just how my wife loves it when I say it to her. Because, man, I do love her too. And I love my daughter. And I love everything. I I mean, I love those separately because, you know, that's my wife and my daughter. But, you know, you know what I'm talking about. H1, I do this. Um... Not only do H1 do this, but sometimes he don't do it. And that that means that I need encouragement sometimes because this business has been tough. We've been going on for a while and I, I finally feel like that I, I'm going to do this forever. <laughs> Not that I didn't feel like this before because it was just a, a, a fun habit to get into before. But in these recent months these recent weeks i'm starting to feel like wow i'm getting that i like doing this i like talking to people so i do want to do more interviews with um, different people if you hear different people on the podcast um hey i'm doing my thing i'm doing my thing i want to get some big names on here hopefully someday if you stick around it's going to happen don't worry about it and not only that but I'm going to get more sponsors too, just like Aim Chess. Maybe I can get a mic sponsor. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just want to build this business into uh, the beautiful thing that I want to build it to. And plus, I want to build my YouTube channel to the beautiful thing that I want to build it to. To <laughs> that that seemed weird to say. And um. I want to get to my YouTube. I want to get my YouTube to 1,000 subscribers. That's always going to be my ultimate goal. 
to do that and to build this podcast up too. Um, you can help out with that if you want to by subscribing to the YouTube channel, following my Instagram, sharing, and that's pretty much it. Mostly that last one because sharing is caring. Um, yeah, let's run it back next time. Let's get to it. I'll see you soon. Peace.